Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Did you know that joy is a person? Did you know that you can enter into the person of joy? I've never had more difficulties in my life and I've never had more joy and more peace. David was anointed king and yet he spent 17 years in obscurity in the wilderness. But they were the beautiful times. They were the times when he began to learn the ways of God. You see, the people knew the works of God, but Moses knew the ways of God. And God is always looking for friends. He's not looking for servants so much as friends. And he said to the disciples, I now call you friends because you know what I am doing. God wants to reveal to you his character. He wants you to learn his ways. He doesn't just want us to go to church and and learn about him. Imagine if I came over to your house for dinner and then the next day someone said, do you know Jonathan? And you would say, yes, I know Jonathan, but do you really know me? Imagine if we spent a year together in a submarine or on a boat fishing for a year. I tell you what, you'd know me by then. You would know me. You know, we have to invest time to know God, to know him, to encounter him, to know his smell, to know his mannerisms, to know his ways. Jesus was a rabbi and the word disciple means disciplined ones. The disciples were learning the ways of God. I don't know if you understand that. They were observing Jesus. They were observing how he woke up early in the morning and they took that up as a discipline. Peter observed how Jesus would take himself away. And so in Joppe, he was on the roof and praying and he had a vision. Why? Because he was in the disciplines of Jesus. In Jerusalem, they knew that the disciples had been with Jesus because they had his disciplines. They knew his ways. They had the character of God. You know, the Beatitudes are more than just a teaching. The Beatitudes are an invitation and an open door into the relationship, the character and the ways of God. Jesus is poor in spirit. Jesus is merciful. Jesus is meek. Jesus is a peacemaker. Jesus is persecuted. Jesus is hungry and thirsty for right standing with God. These are more about character and your ways 
What if you can actually step into the living word today? What if you can step into peace? What if as you open Matthew chapter 5, you step into poor in spirit? You close your eyes and as you read that living word, you let the light of that living word divide between your soul and your spirit. And you say, oh God, I, I step into that place of being poor in spirit. God, I need you. God, I just need you more than life itself. And you go through the Beatitudes as a person who is traveling into a different realm. You know, the Bible talks a lot about people focused on heaven. We're focused on a different realm. We, we go there. Even Hebrews says to approach the throne of grace with confidence. Well, how do you approach that throne when it's in heaven? It's not here. It's not in Mecca. It's not in Jerusalem. That throne is a spiritual throne in a real place called the kingdom of heaven. And that kingdom is within you. But as you close your eyes, go there. See yourself standing there. See yourself standing on the crystal lake. See yourself being bombarded with light from the Father as it pulsates out of his loving eyes of fire. And let it burn inside of you. You may not feel anything, but I'm telling you, it's becoming real. Soon as you practice the kingdom of God, as you seek first the kingdom of God, as you visualize heaven, as the Bible commands us to set our mind on things above, not on things beneath. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We go up, as Revelation said to John, come up here. Come up here. So we come up. We come up there. And we're already there. If you're religious now, you're probably wondering whether you're allowed to go to heaven. Unfortunately, you're already there because Ephesians says that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where do you think your spirit is? Where do you think you are? That is the secret of the new creation Christian. The Bible says that we are a new species of being. No one else is on heaven and earth at the same time. Angels are. You see, angels say to people in the Old Testament, I see the face of God as I stand here. Even Jesus said, these little children, their angels see the face of God. So I'm standing in heaven and on earth at the same time. Same as angels. Because, my, because the kingdom of God is a realm. The kingdom of God is a dimension that is so close to this dimension. When I touch people, because I'm standing in heaven and because I'm standing on earth, there's a pathway, there's a gateway. I'm the gateway. That's what the Bible means when it says that the church is the pillar and the ground of the truth. I'm the pillar because my feet are on the earth and my head is in heaven and I'm the grounding of the truth because like electricity is always looking to be grounded to be earthed the truth the reality the true reality of heaven the manifestation of a realm of heaven is planted through my feet so as I touch a person in faith 
I don't touch a person and say, hey, you know, Jesus probably really maybe wants you healed. No. I stand facing Jesus in my spirit. My body's touching their body and I speak from another realm. And I speak and I say, you are already healed. And then the kingdom of heaven is moved through my physical body. When Jesus healed somebody, there was a transfer. People fell over. People got healed. People felt his power. And you and I have experienced that. Sometimes you send a prophetic word. You send an encouraging text message. You lay hands on somebody and they recover. What's happening is you're taking from another realm and it's actually passing through you into their realm. But the thing is you need a body to do it. That's why the devil loves to fight Christians with sickness. He doesn't want, the devil doesn't want you to be healthy because he knows that through your physical body, the power of God is manifest. That if you don't have a body, then you're not able to be here. That's why Paul said, you know, to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. But he also said, it's better that I stay with you. He said, I, I want to go. I want to leave this body, but it's better that I stay here because legally I can't help you as a spirit without a body. As I said in previous podcasts, angels have a, um, have a body and a spirit, but no soul. Demons have a soul and a spirit, but no body. God is a spirit, soul, and body, and nobody else but God and man have a spirit, soul, and a body. Guys, you've got to wake up. You've got to become an effective Christian today. You've got to take responsibility. You will be judged for everything that you do, everything that you say, everything that you don't do, everything that you don't say. God is a just God, and he's loving and he's kind, but he, he keeps account. He wants a reward. He wants you to bear fruit. And he said, if you don't bear fruit, he's going to cut you off. That's Jesus. He said that he's going to gather the fish at the end of the age and the bad fish are going to be thrown out. He said that he's going to gather the wheat at the end of the age and the weeds are going to be burned. He said the angels are going to separate the goats from the sheep. He said many will, will come to me on that day and say, Jesus, I knew you. And he'll say, no, I never knew you. Many 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 there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ but those who are in Christ obey him he wants obedience he is your lord which means adonai which means mighty owner he owns you you are his responsibility you see you have no excuse for worrying because he said i've died. you don't have to worry and Jesus forgave you so that you wouldn't have an excuse. He forgave you. Yes, I know, religious people, of course, yeah, blah, 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 forgiveness of sins, you know, so that you can stand before God and be blameless, of course. But he does that for a purpose. He does everything for a purpose. He's very strategic. Everything he does, he's only ever had one plan. He forgave your sins so that you could be blameless, yes, so that you could have a relationship with him, yes, but so that he could get the problem out of the way so that you could be bear fruit, so that you could actually get back to the dominion mandate from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. He, he, he asks you to forgive people. 
He asks you to not, not if you don't forgive people, you're going to be distracted. See, what I'm trying to tell you is if you have no sin and you're totally accepted by God and you don't judge anybody and you have no unforgiveness, then you're free. You don't have any baggage. You're not car- if somebody comes up to you and says, I need God, you are available. But if you're worried about your own life, if you're bitter and twisted and judgmental and have unforgiveness towards other people and you're worried about yourself, you are not going to bear fruit. Jesus explains the kingdom. I'm telling you, all of the parables are about the kingdom of God. There's not a parable about the seed and a parable about the sower and a parable about the man. All the parables about seeds and sowers and pearls and sheep and goats are about the kingdom. And if you understand the kingdom, you will understand everything else. David, when he was a farmer and a shepherd, was called before King Saul. He had left his sheep to bring a sandwich to his brothers and cheese and the king wanted to meet David and the king asked David what does he do for a living and David said something that is completely obvious and makes total sense to me but most people wonder why but if you understand kingdom you'll understand why if a king if a king (laughs) so David if a king wants you then you are his If you're an accountant and the king wants you to be a cupbearer, you're no longer an accountant. If you're a housewife and the king wants you to be in his harem, you're in his harem. You never go back home because he's the king and the king gets what he wants. So the king said to David, what do you do? And David, this is before he killed Goliath, he said, I used to be a shepherd. He was saying, King, I am whoever the heck you want me to be. (laughs) David was submitting to the king because David understood authority. And that's the problem. One of the problems with Christians today is they don't understand authority. They don't understand, like the centurion who Jesus said had the greatest faith, greater than anyone in Israel. The centurion understood how to stand under authority. Let me give you the secret. The centurion never stood as himself. The centurion never stood as himself. He stood as Rome. Let me say that again. This is the most powerful thing you will hear ever, but definitely this year. The centurion with the great faith stood as Rome embodied He said, if I say to a servant, go, he goes. And if someone says to me to go, I go because I'm not me. I am Rome and I represent Rome. And when I send my soldier, they represent Rome. Jesus said, you understand faith. Jesus said, you understand kingdom. When you submit to the healer, you get healed. When you submit to the provider, you get provision. Peter was very wise. He said, Jesus, we have nowhere else to go. Where will we go? <laughs> we, in other words, we have so submitted to you. Jesus said it this way. He who leaves father and mother and wives and fields for my sake will receive 
a hundred times in this life what was sown. What am I talking? Kingdom. What am I talking? Kingdom. If you submit to God, in other words, if you stand under God, the devil will flee. Submit to God and the devil will flee. What am I saying? I'm saying he wants to hide you in the cleft of the rock. I'm saying that today when you read the Bible, you are meant to walk inside it. What I'm saying is the truth is a person. What I'm saying is the Holy Ghost is a person and he is the embodiment of the kingdom of God. And everywhere he goes is the kingdom of God. And if you're in the Holy Ghost, then everywhere you go, you are the kingdom of God. And so Christians who wake up, who take responsibility for their salvation, who are accountable for their words and what they do and what they say. See, everyone will be accountable for the blood of Jesus. I said everybody will be accountable for the blood of Jesus. Number one resource is the blood of Jesus. If you apply the blood of Jesus, you will be commended. God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. But there are Muslims and, and atheists and Christians. There are people who don't apply the blood of Jesus. And they will be held accountable. Even if they say, I didn't know, they, God will say, I provided blood, but you didn't receive it. Standing under authority is the key. And so God is saying, if you, if you understand the kingdom, you become someone who comes under authority. As a Christian, you represent the kingdom of God. Today, as you go out, you are the embodiment of the kingdom. Today, your words are the words of the king. Today, you're, you are owned by the king. I know you may not feel like it, but I'm telling you, you keep going on this vein and you will disappear. Smith Wigglesworth said he can achieve more in one year than most people do in 50 years because of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you're going to disappear. I'm telling you, you're going to be a sign and a wonder. I'm telling you, it's a, there is no limitation over your life. God has not limited you. Every prayer is yes and amen. You need to step into believing. You are the lender and not the borrower. Oh, but I have debt. I have a credit card. But you are the lender and not the borrower. Step into that place. And money will chase you down and tackle you to the ground. And you will find that you'll be financially prosperous. And you didn't even have to you know, tithe or give. Now, I'm not saying don't tithe. I tithe and give because God tells me to. But you, as you are led by the Spirit of God, then you demonstrate that you are the sons of God. And so sons of God walk on water, they walk through walls, and they do greater works than Jesus because it's amplified. In the kingdom, everything gets amplified. When you think it's less, it's actually more. When you think you're the bottom, you're actually the top. James says, weep and wail if you're rich. He says, glory in your exalted position if you're poor. So when Jesus goes to the Father and he says, the Father sent me, now I'm sending you, do you think that the Father gets diluted? No, he gets amplified, baby. Now that Jesus has gone to the Father, we're going to do greater works because it gets more. Those who are last will be first and those who are first will be last. I'm telling you, the power of God that's going to be poured out in these days is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be shaking and churches are going to have to change. And it's already happened. I don't say this even in my own podcast, but God has already separated the sheep and the goats. 
God has already decided which, which churches are going to lose their lampstands. God has already decided who's with him. There's been a great delusion in this earth. The Bible says that, that there will be a strong delusion. Paul said that the church will be judged first, and that's already happened. And now I see the, the Antichrist spirit arising globally. There's a spirit over the a whole, the whole earth is under this sway of the wicked one. And it's increasing, you can see. But it's in the second heaven. So there are those Christians who are living under the second heaven and they're squirming right now. I don't even answer my phone from most people because they just speak from the demonic realm. They have no idea. But I'm not in that place. I'm in the secret place in the Most High, and so are you. But you need to go there. You need to move yourself there. You can move your spirit into God. It's actually, guys, it's in your spirit, man. You don't, it's not, you don't, you don't try to be a Christian. You don't try to be prosperous. You don't think about these things in your mind. No, you be prosperous in your spirit. You believe and receive. As you stand under the prosperer, as you move your spirit under the covering, standing under God, so you have understanding. That's what it means to be in submission. That's what it means to be under authority. You come under God's protection. You come under God's provision. I've got so much more to say, but the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. But he just wants you to let go. You've got to let go of your life. You've got to let go. I see people whose hands are so so holding on so tightly to their steering wheel of their life that, that it's fused on. And I, maybe I'm here to rip your fingers off. Maybe I have to break three of your fingers to get your hand off the driving wheel. Thank God I'm going to save your life and the life of your children's children's children for generations to come. God needs you to let go. Don't look down. It is really like Peter walking on the water. This Christian life, you've just got to walk on the water, baby. you just got to take that step and don't take your eyes off Jesus. And if you start sinking, you're going to call out and he'll help you. Maybe some of you know the story in Ezekiel of the river that, that, that flows out of the, the house and it, and it, it ends up taking over. And, and going knee height, well, you you need to get to the point, and we're getting there where you're going to need to either be able to breathe underwater or you're going to drown. You know, you're going to have to let the water of God overtake you. Guys, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking from the other realm. I'm speaking from my spirit man. This is rivers of living water flowing through my belly. I'm speaking from the throne of God. Even if you don't understand what I'm saying, there's a change in your spirit. I am ch I'm talking to your spirit now. Your spirit is bigger than it was a minute ago. Your spirit is growing because I'm speaking spirit words. I'm speaking truth. I'm speaking words that are dividing between your bone and marrow, your soul and spirit. Your mind may not be even understanding it. Your mind may be offended. But I'm telling you, there's an impartation. If you're clever, you'll listen to this ten times because I'm telling you, you're going to get fused you're going to get what's the word um not baptized the you're going to get impartation god's going to take it from here guys thank you so much for listening to the kingdom dynamics podcast i've been led by the spirit i love you guys speak to you soon